Hello and welcome back to Podcast 572. I'm joined as all my name is Kyle. I'm joined as always with my two friends Dan and Eric. We have uh, had our holiday break. We're returning. We've played some games. There's a like monumental news story to talk about, which will probably take up the most of this podcast. Um, but why don't we just start off talking about what we have played at least over the holiday break? Um, I have a pretty epic, I bought a new TV. That's a long, interesting story. Um, but before, (laughs) before I get into that, uh, and I'm just, I'm looking at our doc here. I want to hear about the Yu-Gi-Oh free PS5 game that Dan has on here. Okay. So So tell me about that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it dropped, um, probably like a week ago, maybe a little bit before, but you know, it's one of those things that comes up when you boot up your PS5. Uh, it's basically just a free like Yu-Gi-Oh card game, which, uh, you know, as someone who played that for six months back when it first started and has watched like the TV show a couple times, like I always have like a passing interest in it. Cause I like card games as is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and free is always a good price. So, what the hell? I'll download it. It's called uh, it's called Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, and it's literally just a like a digital version of that game. But I think I think the point of this one is it's actually supposed to be like the first legit one. Okay, you know they've always made like the Game Boy Advance ones and the Game Boy Color ones, and they try to base those off of like the show or whatever season is going mm-hmm. on. All this kind of stuff. This is just like if the card game were on a system. And you wanted to play it against other people. Now, I will say, like, the, the main draw of this appears to be, like, to play ranked against other people. Sure. I don't care for that because I'm not going to be good at this game. <laughs> I'm never going to be good at this game because I don't have the hours to put time to sure. play. Sure. But there is, like, a solo mode you can mess around with. And, like, the tutorial does a pretty good job of teaching you the basics. Um, obviously, the most interesting part is it's a you can buy real cards with real money pack. Like, you know, like. There's a store. You buy gems, you use gems to buy packs and get cards. And that's probably the best business model for any card related game. Like, isn't that the whole so, point of like hearts? Yeah. So is it is it kind of like when well, they tried to do this with like Magic the Gathering and like yeah, some of those as well? That a couple okay. years ago, yeah. Went. Um I will say one of the biggest benefits is if you're a plus member, which I think if you own a PS5 and you're not, that's a problem. But <laughs> I think um, it is if you're a PS4. You automatically get um <laughs> You automatically get like um, fifty like tickets, and ten okay. tickets buys ten packs, and each pack has two That's cards. Cool. So you get uh, like a hundred free cards to build a deck with to start, which is cool. But then like you have to go through the mechanics of building a deck, which are whoa, like mind blowing. <laughs> but okay. um, it's fun. I mess around with it a little bit. It's the kind of thing where I think if you like Yu-Gi-Oh at all, it's good. If you like card games at all, it's interesting. Is it, is it a native PS5 game or is it one of those like? It, oh no, it's, it's a card game. It plays okay. It's PS5 for sure. Okay, and like it actually looks really good and like okay. Uh, um, like I said, it's it's explained really well and like the controls are fine and um yeah, it's something I'll probably play more of here and there. I, I don't. I'll never send spend a single real penny on it because I'm not a <laughs> lunatic, but. Um, I could see how people would, and it's supposed to be like, I think it's supposed to be one of those things where like there's seasons and then there's special packs and like it evolves over time. And one of the first things you do when you start it up is even before you play, it's kind of weird. They ask you to take a survey about it. It's like, okay, I've played the tutorial, but sure. And, (laughs) um, but, uh, so it seems like something that they're probably going to try to keep an eye on to keep it updated. 
Um, but it's Konami and they cut everything off. So it'll just be a pachinko machine in two years. So who cares? Oh, well. <laughs> um, and you can buy real pachinko balls and have million, you know, um, finally, it, it, it's cool. It's, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh game. If you like Yu-Gi-Oh, give it a shot. If not, you can, you can pass, but free is free. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Well, I was just, I was just curious. Cause like, I've, I've heard nothing about yeah, it. Yeah. It's all. like I said, it came out. Is it only on PlayStation? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's okay. It's that would PS5 make sense. PS, it's PS5 and PS4, but like okay. there is a PS5 version of it. It's not okay. You're playing because so like, really I was great. thinking it would be like graphic, not graphically demanding, like you know, dungeon encounters. Where no, it's, no, no, you put okay. cards down on a thing and like they bang okay. into each other and shoot arrows across the screen, and then that's. <laughs> okay. But that's that's all a Yu-Gi-Oh game has to be. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I've I've played a lot of stuff, but I I guess and we've been we've been off this now for what, like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So I decided I guess I'll go through my TV Odyssey. So I started playing, obviously, as you know, Halo Infinite when it came out and that game has some like not great HDR implementation on older TVs that have hdr so i did a bunch of research uh and was like i should probably get a new tv it's been a couple years and so i went originally with this uh high sense u8 u8g i keep wanting to say h uh which is like you go go on youtube type it in there's like a multitude of videos like raving about this tv it's great uh for for i guess to compare it to what i ended up with this tv is an 800 dollars tv so it was 55 inch. So I was like, fine, whatever had the budget for it. So I went out, bought it. I had to go all the way back to, to where I moved from to pick it up. Cause that was the closest best buy that had it in stock. And so I went and I did that, uh, and got it. And it was, you know, then I keep this in mind. This was just, this is still a led TV. It's not an OLED, but it had a really the biggest thing about it. Like when I looked at it and I compared it to an OLED, but I'm like, I don't want to spend that much money on an OLED right now. So I'd rather just do this, wait a couple more years and then OLEDs will be in the price range that I want them to. Well, so I got this TV and I set it up. It was fine for like two weeks, like picture quality, everything was great. And then all of a sudden one day I loaded up Halo. I went to play a multiplayer match. This is like the tail end of, and this, this will probably date how long it's been. Cause I haven't played Halo multiplayer in weeks. I went to go play a Halo match and like I noticed when I started playing, like the image is just staying on the screen. And like it's the kind of thing like once you notice it, you cannot unsee it. And so then I thought I was crazy. I went through all this stuff. I'm loading up this like uh, the tutorial thing with multiplayer to a specific level, looking at images on the back. I'm like, is this happening? Is it not? I call my girlfriend in. She thinks I'm crazy, you know, but I like I can see it. It's clearly that this TV has a ghosting issue. So then I start going online. I start looking at forums. It got to, it got. This is how deep this went. It got to the point where I got on like some sort of audio visual forum where people are talking about this mystical uh, update, like firmware update you can get, but you can only get it if you contact the company because uh-huh. the sixty-five inch version of this TV has this like Tcon processor that can that that downloads the update, but the fifty-five inch, of course, doesn't. But if you contact them and tell them that you have this problem, they'll send it to you. I'm like, okay. So I, I contact them. I email them. And the, the response I get back is, well, just give us a call. I'm like, uh, sure. So at this point, I'm like, well, this is bad enough. Like, I, I let me tell you how bad it is. I couldn't play House Flipper 
because the blacks and like the level, like the black levels of everything, it just had this shimmering effect that like once you see it, you can't, it's like makes you dizzy. So I call up this company. This is a TV I've owned at this point for three weeks. The two, the two options they gave me was option one. I send it to them at my cost would have been $200 because they want to fix the backlight of the panel or two. They'll send somebody out, which who knows how much that costs. Cause I wouldn't know until they came here, but they wouldn't come out till February. What? And so I'm like, <laughs> my response to them was like, well, my return, like my receipt says I can return it by January 15th. This was like December. This is like the day after Christmas. I'm like, I'm just going to return it then, man. And so that's why I was like, I went on Best Buy.com, whatever. I was like, I'm just going to buy this OLED and return this TV. And that's what I ended up doing. So well, wait a I minute. bought that. You're, so this TV, that's a, it's, a, it's a smart TV, right? It's a smart TV. Yeah. But it can't download and install an update like every it can other download it and It can download it and install an update, but they hadn't figured out how to fix this problem with the 55-inch version because it has a different processor than the 65 that's or 75-inch version of the TV. Sweet. Exactly. That, like, that was my response to you. I'm like, how has this not been figured out? This is a TV that's been on the market for like eight months at this point. So we could download and install an update that wouldn't work for that TV. No, like it was literally, they just don't have this update. And I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. And they're like, well, we're still working on it. But, and then, and then like, what was even more telling to me was, well, we'll just replace the back panel of the TV for you. I'm like, so it's not a firmware problem. You're telling me it's a hardware problem. And so I told the guy when I was on the phone, like, I just bought this TV three weeks ago. I didn't look into purchasing a TV to be a project. Like, this is it. Like, I'm not here to do project time with my TV. Yeah. So <laughs> I ended up I ended up returning it. Um, I, I went on BestBuy.com. This was like either this was the day after Christmas. Ordered that LG TV. At this point, I was like, just ship it to my house and I'll bring it in. And they, it was delivered like really early one morning. It was supposed to be delivered at night. And then these people text me. It was like, can we just drop it off now? I was like, sure. Um, and the best part was I went to go return it to Best Buy. And I was like, I, and the whole thing, because I didn't do it until New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve. Because I, I worked all week and then New Year's Eve I was off. And I was like, this is my first day to do this. And I sweated it all week. I'm like, these people are going to give me shit. I've opened this TV. Like we literally had to duct tape the box back together. Excellent. to return this TV because when you open the box, it just falls apart. So I go, I get to Best Buy, have some dude come out, bring it, wheel it in. I get up to the uh, counter to return it. I explain to the guy, like I, I, I go to him, like I, it has a ghosting issue. He kind of looks at me weird. I explain what that is. And he goes, Oh, okay. No one ever opened this box. <laughs> no, and like no one ever checked that there was actually a TV in the box. They just That's returned weird. it. You would think they'd at least uh, make sure it's exactly. Then when I left, I thought to myself, like I could have just put like rocks in this thing, hey, or that, like that's an old, that's and they would have looked up wives' tale that I know for a fact actually happened. But. Exactly, but I was like, this is absurd. Like nobody ever opened this box. So, but anyway, so I the long story short is I I actually have that OLED TV. It's uh it's crazy. It's amazing. Uh we've done like we've watched a lot of those uh, movies that have Dolby Vision. I'll say Dolby Vision doesn't really work great for games, but um, 
it's a it's a really nice TV. So it's a it's an upgrade. Also, when this was all said and done, my girlfriend then told me I cannot buy a new TV for ten years. So well, well, <laughs> she, well she she said, I'm tired of Well, the other side of this is I wanted to switch TVs out in our bedroom and put the 58 inch I previously had in there, and that's what I had to order a separate set of uh, screws and stuff just to fit the TV on this mount thing that I have in there, and that that was what set her off. Like we're we're done with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, that's the TV Odyssey. But hey, that LG, uh, what is it? The LG C1. It's a it's a hell of a TV. So I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, In terms of stuff that I played, uh, I cleaned up Halo Infinite and then deleted that off my hard drive after I got everything I wanted done with that game because I'm never going to play that multiplayer again. Yeah, Uh, it's just it's bad, but the campaign's good. So uh, Yakuza 7, I am at the Millennium Tower that I'm at the end of the game. The only reason I haven't done game 100 level. The only reason I haven't done it is because I have no idea if you can save it. And I know there's probably about a six hour Metal Gear level cutscene fiasco at the end of that game. And I'm like, I, I just don't want to do that right now. If it's anything like the past Yakuza games, there will be a moment where it's just like, this is your last time. To That's do what it says. Okay. Yeah. And it gives yeah. you that message before you go to the front door. Yeah. And like there have been there have been cutscenes that are so long that game my controller has turned off. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so that's why I was like, I, not today, but I have a couple of days off from work. So I think I'm going to try and like finish that up here in the next couple of days just so it's done. Um, I played, uh, the, I guess the most recent thing I played, Windjammers 2. Windjammers 2 is out. Uh, I don't know if you've, Dan, you've played Windjammers. You know, I've played the first one a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, fun. it's really good. <laughs> um, it, this, this one has more of a like comic book, uh, like cartoonish style to it than the first one. Um, the music's outstanding. Uh, it's a dot EMU game, kind of like the, the, um, emulation of the first one that came out a couple years ago. Uh, but it's great. I've played some matches online. I played through like the uh, arcade mode of it. It's on, it's on game pass, but it's on everything. You can get on switch. I think I already bought the limited run of the switch version. Yeah, I figured, um, I figured you'd be I, I had, I'm a big fan of the first one. So uh, that's really good. Uh, I also, tr- I also dicked around with serious Sam four because that's on game pass. And I, here's what I'll say. I like serious another one too. Uh, they are making another one. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, this is what I'll say about Serious Sam 4. I have played all of them. I like all of them. This is not a good console port of Serious Sam. Weird. It is the it is the only game I have played on a next-gen console that has like three to four minute load times between levels, which just doesn't make sense when you're on an SSD. <laughs> so I don't know what the deal is with that. Uh, it's it, it, like, it has some frame rate issues too, for sure. So it's, it's not the cleanest port. The other thing that's a bummer is it's not a game pass game that has uh, PC capabilities. Cause if it did, I would just be like, oh, I'll just play it on PC sure. or there won't be that issue. No, it's, it's Xbox only for some reason. Um, and then the other big new game that I played just because I wanted to get through it is uh, that Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes. Mm-hmm. So that's the only one I haven't played. Uh, our mutual buddy Tyler just played through it and said it was really good. So I decided I'd jump into it. Uh, it's like if you just and this is the thing I'll say with all of those games. And I think, you you know, you know, it well, too, like if you go back to like Heavy Rain and um, what's the other one? Until what's dawn. the other one? That, yeah. Until Dawn. 
Uh, if you go back to those kind of games, like they're good if you play through them once, maybe twice. But if you are the kind of person that wants to get all the achievements and stuff, that's fine. But you will see how the game breaks. Yeah, heavy rain. <laughs> heavy rain suffered. Heavy rain's a really like, bad example. When I first played that game, I was like, I'm going to play through this, and I was like, whatever happens, mm-hmm. happens, and I'll just keep going and whatever. And then you play through it, and like you beat it, and you're like, all right, let's go back and let's see some <laughs> yeah. of this stuff. And you start to unwind it, and you're like, none of this makes. Yeah. And And so that's why I've been skeptical on house of ashes. Like I, I enjoy, I think it's the best of the dark uh, pictures games. This one is the only one that has a supernatural element, but there's no like logical explanation for it. Cause like the first two, it's like, well, it's that, but also this guy over here, he's just clinically crazy. Right. Or there's something like that. There's none of that in here. Like this is straight up. Like there are these, there are these demons slash uh, almost like alien type creatures that live under the Iraqi desert. Is it set during yeah. uh, 2003? Uh, that's the coolest aspect of this game. And the thing I enjoyed the most is like the game starts. You are an Amer- you you basically you're part of an uh, American army going over there, warring with Iraq, and then you and uh, the Iraqis you're fighting all fall into this pit. And so one of the characters you play as is an Iraqi soldier, and you have to you have to kind of be like, hey, you know what? We're in this war. We hate each other, but we need to team together right now. Right. And there's 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 much darker shit going on than our war. So uh, it's it's really cool. It's really good. It's really well written. Um, I I can see where it probably breaks apart if you play through it a couple times just to see like what the other decisions and stuff are. And it's also the type, at least for these until dawn games that are made by supermassive games. And I've enjoyed all of them. Um, What I like about these is like they will put these situations in front of you and be like, Oh, maybe this is the point where this person, if you don't hit this quick time event soon enough, this is where they're going to die. But maybe not. They do a lot of that in this game. So like, there's a, there's a part where like one of my characters fell off a cliff and I just thought she was dead. And this is like three hours later in the game. All of a sudden it just shifts perspective. You're playing as her again. She didn't die. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, that's weird. So fun twist. Really, really enjoyed that game. Uh, It's, it's like a $30 game. So, and then the last thing that I've just been going through this, uh, for whatever reason, it's that time of year. I decided to go back to mass effect and just play through the first one. I play through mass effect like once a year, uh, the trilogy right now, I'm just playing the first one. It's still my favorite. So oh, I still think one is the best one. One is yeah, the best one. I, I agree. Yeah. It's a, cause it's an so, RPG. Like the whole point of that game was I wanted to play an action space RPG. And then like, yeah, two good. like two is good. Like the story is good, but it really just, rips out the fun part of that game yeah well i I wanted to also i didn't do the insanity runs on this like legendary edition that came out last year so i wanted to do that as well and just clean up what i haven't done but uh and i'll say that if you have not played the legendary version of mass effect like the new remasters that came out that is the best way to play the first one now that's on on yay game pass stuff right it is now they just put okay. it on game pass yeah. so i bought it digitally when it came out but it, it is on game pass right I'm now i'm gonna go so. back and play it on game pass just because i would like to play the first one again the first one yeah. like it, it you could definitely I'll, I'll also say like well they did work to it it does look better it does play better it's still the most dated of the three games well of course i mean the systems <laughs> so, at the time were jank well but I there's still- no jank like i'll say i playing on the series x it's there's it's a rock solid frame rate it's one of the few games you can play at 120 hertz if you have a TV that can do it. And I've done that and it looks real nice. So uh, that's that's kind of the last thing I've been playing. If you want to I know you're itching to talk about Endwalker. Right. So, so um, you know, I 
I've had time to play I, and actually get to Endwalker now that we've been off for a while and been focusing pretty much solely on that, like the expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm like, while the game the game's been really good up until this point, like Shadowbringers and stuff that and stuff before it was really good, like Endwalker is just like even better. Like it's crazy. Um like, you know, it expands on a lot of this stuff, but like just in terms of like story and like dungeons and progression and like the boss fights are interesting, like everything about it is good. It's so weird to me that this game is ten years old. Yeah, it can. It is better than it's ever been. It only gets better. Exactly. Um, and just like you know, it's not really spoilers. I mean, I guess it's spoilers, but like it's been a month since it came out. But like, what I love most about the game as a whole, but like specifically Endwalker so far, is it really just like pulls pieces from every other Final Fantasy game into yeah. it. Yeah, and build. Yeah, which that seems really cool. It's crazy. It's crazy because like if you're if you're someone who's played all of the other games like i have and it, like literally all of them you find pieces of every single one of them in this game like, do they have hints of music from other final fantasy absolutely. games in there okay absolutely it's crazy That's like cool. i would like today i got to this this newer location like a spoiler for people who don't know but then walker like you just sent you just go to the moon like fuck it who cares <laughs> we're going to the moon now well the moon's like in the picture of the front cover well there's game, that so, like, that makes sense and you've been to the moon in past games Sure. You know, like Final Fantasy IV, you go to the moon. That's a big part of it. Like, you go through this uh, thing and, like, you know, there's the lunar whale and stuff gets out of hand. But, yeah. Like, in this part, like, um, I was coming into this newer, like, outpost I got to today, and the song is just, like, instantly recognizable from something I've heard in the past from other games. Okay. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's it's so good. Like, That's it cool. gives me, like, nostalgia, but it's all brand new. Like, the first dungeon in this is the boss of it is basically just the MAGA sisters from, you know, multiple <laughs> iterations of final fantasy. Yeah. But like specifically, like I really got like a final fantasy 10 feel out of it because it's so like you go through and like the first boss fight, cause each, each dungeon has like two mini bosses and then a boss fight. Right. Okay. So the first mini boss is one of the sisters. The second one is uh-huh. the second sister. When you get to the final one, you fight the third sister, but at some point it changes and it's just all three of them at the same time. And it gets nuts all because right. you have to manage. They all have different attacks at all few <laughs> different ways. Yeah. Like Battlefield gets nuts, but it's super cool. Okay. So like, when that was over, I was like, "Man, that was really that was really interesting." And then you get to the next one, which is the dungeon itself is the Tower of Babel, which is from Final Fantasy IV, which is how they what they used to like actually get to the moon. So that's cool. It's named after that. The final boss of that is just Anima from Final Fantasy X. Like the summit thing. I'm okay. like, it's ridiculous. So you find then like halfway through that fight, like if you remember from 10 when you do the summon, like the final attack like pulls people down into that like dimension thing and like she attacks them from underneath. Okay. That happens during this fight. Like you get sucked into the bottom part and you have to fight your way back out. It's crazy. They ever put, they ever put Kefka in that game? No. I don't like I haven't seen him. Okay. Um or like maybe, maybe they referenced him one way or another. Like the current okay. event is clown themed, so maybe I missed some kind of reference. They've, 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 they've done events around like Final Fantasy VII when that came out, the remake. Yeah, right? like um, okay, they, that makes and sense. like fifteen, and like uh, like one of the mounts you could have is the car from fifteen. Okay, they could fly, or uh, okay. the, the one of the major ones they just did crossover wise, like Dragon Quest thing, and you actually fought like those golem dudes. And All I have right. like a mini cool. dude that can follow me around. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just nuts. And then like the final the the big like summon fight I did today was Zodiac, which is like a, a summon or an Asper from like twelve. And mm-hmm. his fight's nuts because like he can actually like rotate the battlefield. 
So like okay. at one point, like you, you stop in place and the whole thing turns. And if you weren't standing <laughs> in a place you should have been before, wherever yeah. it stops now, you could be in like a blast and you die. So you have to okay. like plan ahead. It's just, it's nuts. It's so good. Like I, I, I want to say I'm probably like halfway through it now because I've come back down from the moon and I'm going around to all the places I haven't been to yet. But like, okay, it's just good. It's, it's one of those things where I can always find something to do. Like they that added more solo options like Shadowbringers and stuff where you can do dungeons by yourself with like NPCs. That's, that'd be the part that would interest me because like yeah, uh, I'm not always going to be on when there's somebody on. Well, well, the thing is, is like you don't have to be because there's always people on. And like okay. if you need to do like a fight, you just queue up for it and someone will be pulled in to do it with you. <laughs> and you don't ever have to talk to these people. You just do it. So like I've been playing that. That's fun. Um, at the same time, like I'm going whenever I'm not playing that, I'm playing Final Fantasy VIII, the remaster, because I'm trying to get all the trophies in it. Like one of my yeah. goals for this year is to like, I've tr- I've done everything in seven, so I'm going to do everything. So you got eight and then nine. And just kind of work my way up because I own them all. Yeah, that's going to be daunting as hell. But at least eight isn't bad. Like the, the hardest part of that is the card game. But I'm the actually really good really at that. And like, so I've spent most of the first couple hours of that game running around just getting cards. Yeah, just getting okay. cards so that like when I run into it later, I'll have cards. And I'll, okay. I'll be fine. And plus, you can save and quit if you screw up. So it's not, there's no detriment. But no, there's you can save scum. Yeah, I mean that's really all I've been doing. You know, I messed with my pockets some more. I got my uh, I got out my Game Gear games and started playing. Game what, Gear color, games. what color did you end up getting? I ended up getting the white, which must have been the only one that was available because I okay. wouldn't have black fight a choice. But um, but I bought the dock so I can play it on my TV. Is the dock um, white? Or is the dock, uh, the dock is black. It was only in black. Oh, okay. That's but, so I've played some Game Boy, some Game Boy Color, some Game Boy Advance games on the TV. Those all look great. Uh, I will say I bought the Game Gear adapter, and I bought I got some Game Gear games out there. Those okay. don't look super great on a big TV. Okay. Um, that doesn't no. surprise. Do they look good on the actual unit, though? Well, I mean, they're Game Gear games. Like, they look okay. the way they're supposed to look. But when you blow them up okay. to, you know, high definition. Because the, the, the Game Gear had, like, a weird resolution to it. So I'm bit. sure, like blowing that up on a tv probably it's isn't just, the it, best they were clearly never meant to be played this sure way. but um you know this is, like there's no lag like they work like, yeah it's sonic pretty flawlessly it was pretty good well if you think about it too like the game boy like game boy game boy advanced stuff like they at least kind of were made to be played because like the super nintendo had the super game boy yeah. and the gamecube had the adapter thing those so, always had that kind of stuff in, uh, yeah, in, in the in the background. But like the Game Gear stuff, well, never. The Game Gear went the other way, where they had a little TV antenna you could get for the units. Yeah, so, yeah. I had that. Watched, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I've done is messed around with my pocket and played Final Fantasy as usual. But right. well, Eric, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us what you've been playing, and then we can get to the big news. Yeah, I don't have too much crazy stuff, honestly. I um, uh, let's see. I can't. I honestly cannot remember. It's been so long since we talked. But I finished Yakuza Five. Um, oh, that so, I know. So that's that's finally done. Um, I put a hundred and ten hours into that game. I think that sounds accurate. Um, like completion percentage that equates to. Um, I think it was probably around sixty or so percent because that gets all right. <laughs> okay. Um, but I mean, like they just count every freaking thing that you do in that game as a part of your completion percentage. Like just eating at every restaurant, every dish at every restaurant. So it's just like I actually. Is there, I think I, 
Go ahead. I was just gonna say, is there actually a trophy to like hundred percent the game if you yeah, were inclined to? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you have to get you have to complete not only do you have to do well, you have to do every side quest and unlocking or doing every side quest unlocks the final side quest where you have to be the actual final boss, which has been the same oh. final boss for every Yakuza game named Aman. Okay. Um, and you have to fight them, and it's a super hard fight. And I'm sorry if there's background noise; my cats are being. Fucking oh, you're fine. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but yeah, you have to do every side quest, so you have to beat that guy. And then, okay. in addition to that, you have to do every single thing on your uh, completion list to get the hundred percent to get the platinum. Okay. It's. it's not- I want to say seven's a little bit easier than that because, like, I don't think I'd have to yeah. look, but I don't believe there's a. I don't believe there's a hundred percent um a trophy for it, but the hardest thing is beating that final Millennium Tower or yeah. whatever. So yeah, which I just I, I'll probably yeah. never do that. <laughs> like well, gonna, I just want to finish the story at this point, and like I've done I think close to forty of the fifty-two side quests, and like once I hit forty, because I think that's one of the achievements. Like I'm I'm good. <laughs> like it's just there's so much to those games, but I just want to see the story through to the end because like inevitably we have to be close to them announcing a Yakuza eight. It's been uh, long enough, right? Like probably, yeah. I mean, and now we're you know we're what, six months out. we're six months past uh, judgment. lost judgment. Yeah. yeah so like, right. I feel like it's time they could say like, hey, we're working on this. So okay. Did you? Uh, what else have you played besides uh, finishing Yakuza Five? Yeah. Yeah. So finish that. Um, and then outside of that, I started Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, All right, the best I, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I mean, and I really, really like it so far. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm probably twenty. Are you playing as? Ago. Are you playing as Cassandra? Yes, of course. Okay, good. Because <laughs> like Correct. Alexios is not the great choice to play in that game. So yeah, he's just so he's I not am. a great character in comparison. So because I think it's like he's like. Oh well, I guess we'll get to that because I just want something to spoil this It's at this point, it seems from what 2018. Like you can, and and Dan and I it's, both 100 percent that game. So like, is, I'm trying to remember. He's like the main bad guy. If you're whatever guy, character you the choose, the 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 other okay, sibling yeah. is a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I so I encountered him already, and I, I remember like from the years ago that the game actually came out. He's talking <laughs> about the difference in the voice actors, and he talked, and I'm like, holy shit! So it's bad. there's no. Com- yeah, there's no comparison. Like you, you play as Cassandra, crazy. it's a it's a night and day difference. It it's also <laughs> it's also incredibly telling. Like this new DLC they just put out for Valhalla, where they brought her back, but right. not him. Right. So that yeah, tells yeah, you like, which like canonical yeah. character they chose for that oh, game yeah, is not yeah. him. So yeah, I've encountered him like twice. At I was like, holy shit, this is yeah. Like, it's, it's not like it's like bad, but it's like. It, it is staggering in comparison game. when you think like, oh, if I chose that character, that's who I would have to hear right. for like 150 right. hours. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But I mean, that, that game is really good. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a lot the, to it. There's a lot to it. I mean, like the uh, new menus in the main menu keep unlocking for like mm-hmm. upgrading your mm-hmm. ship and the mercenaries mm-hmm. and the cultists and like every every other system that's going on in that game. Um, yeah, the game kind of has its own version of the Nemesis system in a way too that works yeah, really it's well. It's kind of like I, I kind of look at it as like great value Nemesis system. 
because that's kind of what it yeah. is. Because um, it's like it really doesn't have anything special to it, quite honestly. Like there's no now. I think I did have no. I haven't. So I haven't been killed by one of those mercenaries yet. So if there's anything okay. cool where they like rank up and you like fight them later, because like the cool like for me, the coolest part of the nemesis system always was like getting killed by one of those orcs and then you fight them later and they have scars from they speak they have the scars and then they speak to you and call you call you names and shit. The orc that I fought or I I, at one point I beheaded him and he comes back as my nemesis in the as the final boss of that game with his head in a sack that's stapled to his neck. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're all they're all voiced by Nolan North too, if I remember Uh, correctly. Well the the the, the Nolan orcs, of course. Everybody's got um but anyway, yeah. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I mean, like outside of all the new systems and the larger map and the uh, you know, really, really good character. Well, by a great character. Probably the best. That. Probably the best sailing of any of those games too. It's really fun. Like, I haven't. Fun. I, yeah. I didn't get far. I'm actually been thinking about going and now playing Valhalla since all that stuff's out. And the season pass is like 20 right now. I think on the Xbox. I've okay. been thinking about yeah. just getting it and actually running that game now. Yeah. So I, mean, I can't speak to ship sailing in that game, but like yeah, in no uh, in Odyssey, it is great. Yeah yeah that's been that's been a lot of fun um and then i kind of fell down the fallout hole uh the, the vault <laughs> that's a good hole thanks that's a good okay. hole. um i could try to remember i think i was just like i was messing around on my phone just looking for something new to play um and i don't know why fallout shelter came up in some menu some recommended thing or something like that and i'm like man i haven't played Fallout Shelter since it came out. Let me break up these fucking animals that are being dicks. <laughs> Get the hell out Go away. Leave me alone. Um, sorry, guys. Um, anyway, uh, and I was like, man, I haven't played Fallout Shelter since they announced it at that press conference. They're like, it's out now. Play it now. Um, so it's probably about how long it's been since I played it. Too. Like, I remember it being pretty cool, but like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't play a lot of it. But it's yeah, you can still like, play it. I have it. The amount of systems that are in it are like crazy now. Like you can go on quests. You're talking about shelter. you're talking about shelter, right? Shelter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shelter. Like there's it's like a cool game quests and like dungeons that you explore, and you can customize all your characters. You can customize all the rooms. Like there's a bunch of uh, there's just a lot. It gets more crazier, to like as it goes. Yeah. Like I actually, um, I think it was it last year, maybe the year before. I actually got the platinum in that game on. Yeah playstation and that takes a while yeah but uh, yeah it's it's fun yeah okay. the dungeon stuff like takes well why don't we jump into the news um the biggest thing i mean i had other stuff that's on here since we took our holiday break but i mean there's nothing more monumental than uh you know microsoft buying activision so <laughs> like it's just such a it's such a wild, ridiculous thing. Like I woke up, what, what day was that? Like two, this past Tuesday, like I woke up with that text from Tyler that was like, Hey, Microsoft's yeah, my Activision. And I was like, wait, what's going on? And then I had to actually go look. And like, just to put it in perspective, like when they bought Bethesda in September of 2020, that was $7.5 billion. This is $68.7 billion. Like yeah, they, that a, was one a weird number. Cause I was trying to think of like, <laughs> where where that came from that it would be that much 
So my understanding is they bought they they are paying forty five percent above whatever the market share is. Okay. To purchase them. That's like whatever the deal was. Also, like the thing I was reading about today is apparently Activision approached Microsoft with this mm. idea. So they wanted to get so out. Like they get want out. well they, because they want to get Bobby Kotick out of there. Like right. let's be honest. And this is this is what's gonna do it because he'll he'll trans they'll transition to being a part of Microsoft in 18 months, which we'll we'll get to that in a minute here, but they're going to kick him out the door once that happens. There's there's no reason for him to stay, and there's no reason for them to keep for him to be kept well, on. His position, his position is is essentially eliminated. There's no point. Everybody reports to Phil Spencer, so like why uh, why would they do that? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where he, yeah his job becomes irrelevant, so they mm-hmm. obviously won't need him. But so, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, like, he's not going to choose to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's already evidence lately where he's just now he's in, like, full I'm a dick mode where, like, shows up. Oh, like, look at his meeting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like he just doesn't care. That, to be mm-hmm. fair, he hasn't cared in a very long time because mm-hmm. he just cashes his checks. And, like, he makes that good that good PR move of oh, I'm taking less money, but it was all a, sh- a scam anyway for the stock. <laughs> so his, his position's eliminated. They'll just basically, it'll be, oh, he made a decision to step away and blah, 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 where he really is just getting bought out. But, like, but I mean, if you look at it from this comparison, like it is the best possible move that could have happened for Activision Blizzard because they, they will get rid of Bobby Kotick. They're going to be in a better environment now because what if, if they weren't bought out by Microsoft, it would have been Tencent. It would have been... Oof. Uh, Apple, it could have been Facebook, like it would have been one of those. Do you think that other that other one would have been in play? What's uh, what's the, the other one? What's the what's the one that bought up everything else? Saints Row and all that stuff. Koch Media is that? Um, oh, there's Koch Media, which is owned by Embracer Group. Is that right. What you're talking about? Yeah. Like I feel like they could have been on the back burner as well, but like Ten Cent would have been the one I would have thought of like first because yeah. that's. That's like ultimate, <laughs> mm-hmm. ultimate evil corporation money. They could have done that. So, but like, I mean, it, it's a great move for, for Xbox. I think the other thing that was interesting to point out in like the press release they put out is like with this acquisition, they've now positioned Phil Spencer as CEO of, of Microsoft gaming. So they're changing his title, which leads me to believe like, as, as I've said all along, like they're, they're moving away from the council to services. Because oh, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. It's- so, and that makes sense. <laughs> like, I think they'll still keep putting boxes out, but like, that's not going to be the only way you put you can play their games. They want to be oh, everywhere. I, well, I mean, they've got the you know they have the thing coming out where like, do I even need a Series X if I have an Xbox One X? Because I'll be able to stream over that now. So like, as long as my yeah. internet is good, and, enough, and like, that and that stuff's in beta right now, and it works. Yeah, I mean, it works so, pretty well. They, and, and you know it hasn't been about hardware for them for no they don't even they don't even report hardware numbers like, exactly. like you have to do some real research to kind of figure out like how many consoles they have currently sold i know they're in a better place this generation thus far than where they were last time around at this that's, point well so. that's because it's all live memberships and game pass memberships mm-hmm. like that's what it is and that's what makes some money and we all know it makes some money i pay them <laughs> yeah no i every time they do like those uh the three plus one game pass months there when they it gets down to like that 25 mark i always pick up one so yeah at least and I mean, just keep adding well. to it 
So, I mean, that's that's a good deal. But like it just I mean, think about the things that they now have in terms of an argument like against PlayStation, against their direct competition. Like they now own Call of Duty. Like that alone is a mic drop for sure. That's number one for sure is like they, they now own call of duty. Whereas like, yes, of course. And like you already saw Phil Spencer come out and say like, we're not going to pull anything from PlayStation or anything. That's all fine. Is the next call is the next call of duty going to be on PlayStation? I think like, it, I I think that depends on the what Call of Duty becomes. Exactly. Like in the past couple of years, Call of Duty has successfully transitioned to Fortnite. Warzone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and clearly that's where money is. Well, so, it's they've they've kind of cannibalized their own game now because now everybody just wants to play Warzone. So like Vanguard didn't sell as well, and neither did uh, Cold War. Right. Like those two games so did maybe, not sell as well. So maybe what it is is like obviously we have two versions of Call of Duty now. So wouldn't you do Warzone is on everything Everywhere. because it's crossplay and that's the money maker. And then for the people who are interested in a single player Call of Duty, it's Xbox only. Makes sense. That would make sense. Like at the very least, it's going to be uh, bonus stuff for Call of Duty games are Xbox first or only. Now yeah. would it be the only stuff I don't really think they'd get into that because they've always been at the front of why can't people play games together everywhere? (laughs) Yeah. Like that's that's always been them. Like hell they had, they put Minecraft on the switch and you can play with people on any, like they, they really want people to play together, but at the same time, like they didn't spend this money for nothing. Exactly. That's why I think like, that's why they're being a little cagey and saying like, well, yeah, we're, we're going to honor all current, like whatever, but it's not going to pull anything. Mm -hmm. It's the Bethesda argument again. We're not going to pull death loop. We're not going to pull down wire. Like we're not going to do that because we'd shoot ourselves in the foot because there's already marketing out for those games for those systems. Yeah. We make the money anyway. So what's the difference? But Deathloop, do you think Deathloop 2 is a PlayStation game? No. Do you think, yeah, like, do you, like we talked about it before, but like Elder Scrolls 6 I, I know, Diablo, 4. Well on Diablo 4 I mean as we go down like the list of Activision games Diablo 4 is that a game that's still on PlayStation I don't think so because I don't know what that game is <laughs> what percentage it's at and when the hell it would actually even come out well and the same can be said about Overwatch 2 although I think Overwatch 2 will just be a free to play game at this point like whenever yeah, they and do like, and they want that to be on more than an Xbox they want it on PC and if they that's if they fair. position that game as a free to play game yeah, it'll be it'll be on everything. It makes more money if it's on PlayStation. Like, well, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Multiplayer game, but like the whole the sole purpose of it is to play yeah. online competitively with other people. Makes sense to me on everything. Anything that could conceivably be a single player game or like Diablo, where it's just like four of you hang out and play together. Yeah, that's probably Xbox. And they're well, gonna the other thing to keep in mind is like everything everything Microsoft comes to PC anyways. Like you can buy all those games on Steam. You can buy Halo Infinite on Steam. So like, I, I mean, then that's the other thing you think about. Like, does that mean World of Warcraft is going to come to Steam? <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that comes to Steam. I think, I think the more interesting argument would be. Does it come to Xbox? Can they figure out a way to put that on Xbox? Like, yeah. MMOs. Does it can make money. MMOs work on consoles. It's proven. Like, and honestly, 14 honestly, and honestly, in a world where like Final Fantasy 14 is not going to come to Xbox unless they purchase Square Enix at this point. No. And honestly, you know what they should do? Just touch on that now. PlayStation <laughs> should go balls to the wall and just go to Square and be like, what do you want? 
They should, because at this point, like, they've already signed exclusivity deals. I mean, clearly, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake is still not on Xbox. Final Fantasy XVI has some sort of exclusive deal. So, like, and and after the disastrous launch of the Final Fantasy VII Remake on PC, I don't think they're really itching to put one of those out on PC. uh, Well, like that Forspoken game, like, why not just go to this two-year exclusive? Yeah. Which Which is weird. That game actually looks interesting, but, like, why would you who is going to end up playing that on xbox exactly Two years later like it's not it's not even worth it like the only reason like people got excited for like seven eight ten and all that stuff for on xbox is like they that's were the reason and i could just play it yeah but um anything new if it's on sony first i'm buying it on playstation like i'm not an idiot yeah it was like, well and for me i've always thought of final fantasy as a playstation game anyways at this point because that's you know, seven, seven. Yeah. yeah like it's always been kind of hand in hand when, so. it, when it completely flipped yeah but yeah. um i mean that's that's a that's a play i feel like sony could make but they only seem interested in buying up tiny little people and making them work on their own games. Yeah. They don't seem like, Hey, we need to go out and buy this, you know, huge company and just absorb them into us. They, that no. doesn't seem like so we need to buy you. And then you need to make God of War, uh, Ragnarok part of it for us, or you need yeah. to make demon souls for us. Like they, they don't buy people to get big name games. They buy people to get, uh, little, little indie stuff. Well, but, but like with the Activision thing, like I think the biggest news here is like all this stuff will come to Game Pass, which is just a huge yeah, win for them in that terms. Like even if even if the argument is like, hey, we're going to still put Call of Duty out on everything. What's an easier pill to swallow for for the average consumer that's out there? Hey, pay $15 a month. You can play Call of Duty today. Right. The day one it comes out or you go and pay $70 you can for pre, it. You can preload it. <laughs> You can preload, you preload it, which is a huge thing now, considering how big those games are. Well, so. Call of Duty's a, well, that's the other problem, though. It's like, increase your storage. Got to get more storage, man. Like, Game Pass yeah. is a downside. Warzone's like 200 gig game yeah. now, isn't it? Game Pass makes me regret not having more storage on Xbox. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, that is what it is. But, I mean, if you think about it now, like, every Activision game, every... Uh, Bethesda game, every Microsoft game, every EA game at a certain point, like those are all on Game Pass. Yeah, like I mean, what, that like that's, <laughs> it's it's absurd. That's Fifteen dollars. So, it used to cost more to rent games physically, and you would have it in your hands. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I and I think that's the thing that's is so impressive about the service and has been for me since day one is it's not a streaming service. I mean, it can be if you're playing it on if you're right. playing these games on a phone or something, but the point is like on my Xbox, you just download the game. And as long as you're a subscriber, you can play that game until they pull it, which does happen. Like they do pull games after sure. like a year, depending on what it is. Which but is why I, I bought a physical copy of Yakuza Seven in case that happens. But like, but at least you understand that going in. Like I've never, I, once, yeah. I never once thought that Game Pass meant I owned any of this stuff. No, and there have been games that have left like uh, a good example, Crosscode. I never got to yeah. finish that game, so when it when it was like, hey, where it's leaving, I actually bought that because I was yeah. like, all right, well, I really like this game. At some point, I'm going to finish it. So, and that's and they always they, they give you a discount too when they're going to do that for any of those games. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're paying. Well, and the, the full funny price part is like everybody always assumes that like 
Oh, it's on Game Pass. They don't make any money off of it. It's like that's they make not a shit ton of money for game, game Pass. Like, <laughs> I just I keep hearing things about how much better, like especially for these indie games and stuff, how much better it is for these developers because their games on Game Pass they expo- because they get well, more exposure. I mean, you laugh. You laugh about it when like Instagram people are like, "I'm I'm an influencer," and you get exposure, and that makes money back. Like for gaming and stuff, it works. It works. You, you find a game on Game Pass that you like, and you figure out like who the developer is. Maybe they have another game you like, and you go about like. Then, uh, I'm interested to see like what sales figures are like for like people that have a game on Game Pass. What their other games sales numbers are. After that like game that. Uh, that just came out from the people that made Guacamelee yeah. has done like ten times better because it's on Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> so like those people have been out already saying like it's their most successful launch of any game they've ever put out. And those people make good games. And, and they like, do. I haven't played it yet, so yeah, I need to, I, I, it's I, on I, my list. So, um, uh, but like, I guess like for like in terms of the Activision stuff, what and the other thing like uh, you know Phil Spencer's been out there saying he wants to revive old things. That would be What's cool. one old thing you would want from that catalog? From an Activision Blizzard mine, catalog? from Activision Blizzard catalog, mine StarCraft Ghost. <laughs> well, I mean, well, are we talking about games that actually existed or? Uh, I think you'd I think you'd make a real lot of goodwill for people that don't like Microsoft right now if you came think, out and said, hey, we're doing I think it. If they, if they <laughs> did do like it doesn't even have to be ghosts, but like any kind of like single player or maybe like even co-op um, uh, like a Starcraft experience, I think would be huge. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like what's like an Activision game. Like it's interesting. Like they own Tony Hawk now, which is interesting because I feel I think the biggest of- The biggest thing that's a savior for them, though, is that that company, uh, Vicarious Visions, I believe that's the company that made the remake, Tony Hawk Mm -hmm. wanted to. Those people are saved now because if you remember before this acquisition, they were going to just become another Call of Duty studio. Well, everything became Call of Duty, like Raven. And now I guarantee guarantee you Microsoft's going to make Tony Hawk 3 and 4. They're not going to push those people on Call of Duty. No. They saw it. You know what I'd like to – you know what I'd like to see because – I mean, Activision Raven is an Activision studio, right? Raven Raven is, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're they called Duty Google Studio. <laughs> well, I mean, they are now, but like, let's break them back off. Let's, you know what I want back? I want X Men Legends back. How about that? That's what I want hey. back. I mean, Marvel's. I mean, Marvel right now is playing real nice with Sony, and I think that a lot of that has to do just with Spider Man. But like, uh, most of that is Spider Man stuff. But like, you know. I mean, playing nice with Sony, but I mean, as someone who's platinum, that game's not good. Look at it this way: Disney's acquisition of Marvel was only four billion dollars. Microsoft could easily roll up to Marvel and offer some money to get an X Men game on their system. The amount, the amount of money Marvel pumps out for Disney now. (laughs) You think about that because I was looking at, I just was looking at the numbers compared to this deal to like just every other one. Like the Disney Star Wars deal was like six billion. Yeah, think about how much that's a license to print money. It doesn't matter; those movies can be terrible, which the Disney ones kind of were. It prints money. Yeah. So, <laughs> and this is the same thing here. You look at it. You look at the huge number that Microsoft made, but like it's it, it is a license to print money. Call of Duty, like all of these different. Well, they things. get all the WoW money. Like they don't even they get all the World of Warcraft money. Yeah, they get all the people that you know probably still pay for a World of Warcraft subscription and just don't realize they are. They get all the prototype like, money, all the time yeah. shift money. Hey, there you go. So are these franchises you want to come back? Time it's shift, like three bad. Like, oh man. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's I mean, huge. Really, I mean, <laughs> this is this is kind of a, a 
a good scenario for them too. And the fact that like, we don't have to get too far into it, but like the lawsuit stuff that's been going on, like it, it kind of quelches some of that, but also at the same time, like it's right, going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how it's handled once the acquisition goes through. So the acquisition doesn't go through until the end of June, 2023. So right. There's still a year and a half. Now, does that mean that it's going to take that long for these games to hit game pass? Probably not, but, but like these studios reporting to Phil Spencer, which it's very clear in that press conference that once that deal signed, all of these studios report directly to him. Yeah. Not Bobby Kotick. <laughs> well, he'll be gone. So it makes me happy. Uh, I mean, I trust Phil just because of everything he's done. Yeah. It's helped that company along. And that's the other reason why I think a deal like this probably happened because, and, and why of, of a big acquisition like this, this was the best possible outcome for Activision Blizzard to get out of the current hole that they're in. Right. Now they actually go get to work for a company that's, pretty much cares about making video games and not just, you know, <laughs> gouging people every year for the next call of duty <laughs> or whatever. So, which they're also saying like call of duty might not be annual anymore, which is probably cool to do that. Well, it's smart. Mean, well, because the thing is, is like, it doesn't have to be anymore because Warzone makes money. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, also like, look at, it did wonders for Assassin's Creed. Right. Yeah. So, it, fixed, it fixed that franchise. It did. Well, they, I mean, they changed stuff about it, but it fixed that. It gave them time to take time off and think about what should we do to progress this franchise? Right. How can we? And maybe that'll happen with Call of Duty because you can still have your separate team off there banging away on Warzone, but you can have a team or one of these studios working on the next Call of Duty. Making a single player experience. Update their, update their engine, which I'm sure is really outdated still. <laughs> so I guarantee it is. So I guarantee yeah, it's not PS5 Xbox ready. Oh God, no! So that's pretty much Activision Xbox. I mean, it's 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 a huge deal. So I'm excited it's a huge for it. and I'm excited for thing. it. It is. Um, I I don't think Sony people need to be super upset about the fact that like some games could go away. But no, because on the Sony side of things, like you're still going to get those games that the Sony crowd wants, those single player first party experiences, like whatever they end up doing with the last of us, the next God of war horizons around the corner, which yep. like is the next, I think exciting game I'm looking forward to. I'm <laughs> so, am- I'm am- that game, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, there's things there that they're, I don't feel like they're losing a ton of shit for this. So. Yeah, like there's there's good there's good IPs, but like you're not losing a lot. Like Diablo Four, like that's gonna pit, that that game will piss people off, but that game's so far away that like you just buy a damn Xbox in two years. Yeah, well, and by that yeah. point, there'll be more reasonable prices too. So, um, I mean that that pretty much wraps up wrap wraps up Activision Blizzard and Xbox. So yeah. the other cool thing that I wanted to talk about was because uh, you and I are both huge fans of Limited Run. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not a huge we enjoy, fan of it. We enjoy buying the games. But I, I don't like, know if I'd be I like a fan. What I like do. what they do. Yeah. yeah. So they are going to start publishing Xbox games now after years of like very publicly saying they cannot do that for whatever red tape that is there. Apparently, they have sifted through that red tape. So they have not said what the first game is going to be yet. Um they just said this summer would be the first one. As long as it's open pre-orders and not, we got 2,000 of them at 9 a.m. Good luck. Then they only really do that now for collector's editions and stuff. Oh, like, uh, that and like some PS4 stuff. Like, it's weird. PS4 is weird. Um, like, I logged in. PS5 is open. I, I logged in on Friday to do my Castlevania 
pre-order yeah. for that PS4 version. Mm-hmm. I have till the end of February. <laughs> yeah, I was I like, mean, I'm not going to do that yet. Like, because um, yeah, like I did Windjammers because I knew that was ending soon, but like they do, they still do that. And obviously, for collectors editions and stuff, they still they have to number those and whatever. But they've sure. kind of gotten away from from like really really limited runs. It's not the like. Oh, I have to be there, mash and refresh on that website at eight fifty eight on Friday morning or whatever. Like, yeah, it, that it was really the thing that I always anymore. hated. Was like the fight for Night Trap at the time. Was. Night Trap was the one that screwed me over. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got to switch one later on. So the last which yeah. I just have sealed. So. I, I like I do like them too because they you know they they put out like those Game Boy games and like the sixty four mm-hmm. games and stuff that actually work, which is cool. Yeah, but, I mean Xbox is interesting too. Depending on the game, I'll I'll definitely pick up some of them. Just because I no, like, for sure, for sure, um, for sure. But yeah, I like all the stuff that those people do. Like them, special reserve is um, is good too. There's not as many of those, but like they did that loop hero game. So I would like, yeah, because that game's cool. There's there's like a third one of these companies too that I always forget. There's like there's, three um, of them. super rare games. Super rare. That's what which it's I think called, is yeah. European, but they okay. still they publish a lot of stuff, and okay. obviously Switch is universal. So okay, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, another thing I'm not really like, I'll tell, I'll tell you right now off the, just off the front of this news article, like I'm not really excited about stalker two, but that got delayed like almost a year, which Whatever. seems ridiculous, but that's a game pass game. I'm I'll probably look at it when it comes out, but yeah, that's, that just that's seems like a, a crazy delay where I almost wonder if they just wanted to get it out of like that February, March window with all these other things coming out, you know, horizon and, and, um, Elden Ring, so yeah, like I can so, see it. Like stuff, stuff is starting to come out. Like yeah, I think Mar- March all of a sudden got really loaded. Yeah, uh, I know you don't care, but like Dying Light Two's coming out, and like yeah, I I'm not, I'm super I'm not into that. Dying Light Two, but I'm yeah, only it's into that like co-op. Like I could care less about that game single player, but like I don't think it'd be fun in single player. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, so. I mean, like it's starting to we're starting to load up. Like Horizon's definitely the one I care about the most. Like. Uh, that Stranger yeah. Paradise Final Fantasy game comes out. I forget that that's out in March, and it's I keep forgetting March. it's coming out. But I will play that game. Yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'm into I, that. I'm into a Souls like. Uh, even though they say it's a Souls like, it looks more like a Devil May Cry. It's a Devil May Cry, which is fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So yeah. it looks silly and stupid. So <laughs> well, it's chaos, you know. <laughs> oh, so um, yeah, why don't you tell me about the Golden Eye? Well, the golden—I just thought the golden eye story was funny because it's—I we—I think we touched on it before once, but like all of a sudden this achievement list popped up, and yeah. then obviously, um, you know, years ago there was the the leak of the footage of the HD version that existed yeah. and never came out. Yeah. You know that that game has been in rights hell for decades, just yeah. because it's you know it's everybody owns rights to that game somehow but like this this new achievement list has everybody coming back and like yeah it's coming back it's coming back it's coming back i can't wait like and like but i find it funny that like everybody who posts about it or talks about it is like man i hope they don't change a thing and just make the graphics look better it's like are you sure you don't hope they change anything yeah because that's a game with controls from almost 30 years ago so how to think it's like 25 25 years years old but like, I'm as someone who has played that game a ton. I played that game a ton. It's the game I rented the most as a kid. <laughs> I bet you it doesn't hold up in 2022. 
<laughs> There's no way. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll bet. But also, like, isn't this version of it? This version is not the version that was leaked, right? No, this is supposed to be a like just the original, which the like, original one, like upraised, and like in in which case that makes it worse. It does. Like, here's how you can tell if you want it. Go play Perfect Dark on the rare <laughs> replay thing. Yeah. Version with original controls and tell me if that's good. Yeah, like I, it's not. Like sixty-four <laughs> games do not control well. They, they never don't. did, especially they shooters. Don't know. It with, worked at the time, but like, look at that controller today. Well, like, what the, the hell are we doing in, in nineteen ninety-seven? The C buttons were like a mock second stick. It had to be. Like, yeah, because you. Well, that's how you strafed. Yeah. It's like, and I got really good at it, but like, it's because I played it every day forever. Yeah. Like, same here. Now there's no way it's good. It's and like, it, it would, it might be a cool thing for it to like, it to just be like, it exists, but I think I'd be interested in that for like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. They made it. They finally, I don't think, yeah. Like, I, the thing is, like, if I go back to it, 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 especially if it doesn't have like some sort of updated control scheme, I don't think I could sit through playing the entire game again. <laughs> at not, that point, if it's not, I'll probably play that damn level and be like, I'm good here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I saw what I saw. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't yeah. have the, like, even though that was the game I rented the most as a kid, and I probably played the most in that era, I, to this day, I don't have as much reverence for it as I do Perfect Dark. Because I played because that was that. a better version of the same game. Like, it was. It, it that from. was the game that brought me back to the 64. After right. like, even though I had a 64 and still played games on it, I once I got a PlayStation, I was so hard. That into was that. the game I played the most of, especially because mm-hmm. like it had co-op versus bots. Yep, like, and that's and what it, me and a buddy it, did like every day that summer. It came out the year 2001. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, the frame rate was terrible. And the bots were in. Well, the was terrible, but the bots were intelligent. Like yeah. If you, put them, if you put them on perfect sim, like it was almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So, like, but yeah, it just it's I I it gold mine. It's cool if it exists if it comes out. It looks like at the time and now it it would be Xbox exclusive, which kind of makes sense because rare somebody owns rights to it. They probably do because it was technically a rare game. Yeah. I can uh, see that. I don't. I like. I don't think it's. A th- it's not the type of thing that's going to move people to. I got to go out and get a fucking Xbox. No, it's, it's, because, it's, 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 yeah, like if I it's see a game, game pass, right? And it would probably be that's game cool. Pass, but I feel like it would be. So I mean, at that point, who cares? Um, I just wanted to briefly throw out here, only because somebody brought it to my attention. Like, so Hitman trilogy. So you you've played the Hitman games, or you've you've watched a lot of these three Hitman games. I've I know. watched a lot. I've played some of it. Okay. Like it's- so they so I really have been paying a lot of attention, but it, Hitman Three came out this time last year. When mm-hmm. it came out, the PC version was exclusive to Epic Games for one year. Right. So now there's Hitman Trilogy, which just came to Game Pass. So if you've never played them, you play all three of those Hitman games on Game but this, Pass, and this is the way to play. And that's them. great. Part of the problem it is, I you have everything asked was like how you put them all together. It was a pain in the ass. Never really explained well. Yeah, and it it's was not. Overly complicated. <laughs> and it's a pain in the ass. I will say, like, when that's the reason I didn't play much of three when it came out was because of how much of a pain in the ass those first two days it was getting all the content in there. So now there's Hitman Trilogy, which is on Game Pass. You can get everything, which is really cool. But this is the first time this all has been on Steam. Mm-hmm. And what they did here and why people are upset. And I didn't know this until someone pointed out to me 
they they raised the price of the game on Epic to match it on Steam, and this is a sixty dollar release on Steam. Okay. Um, it's broken. <laughs> like like those games have been when they've came out though. Like think about it, all those Hitman games because they're tied to a online server at all times. Those first couple days that are always broken. So that's the same thing here. Apparently they added VR missions that just aren't working on PC. Like it is right now, like one of the most negatively reviewed games on steam. And that's why it was pointed out to me. Yeah. Cause I, I was like, it. what's going on here. But, but the thing that's more scummy to me is like, they went back and upped the price of it on Epic game store because they put it on steam. Like this is a game that's been out for a year. You should make it $40. Right. So and it's not, yeah. And it's not steam's it's not. fault if people want to buy it on, Epic story or see, you know, exactly. It's not their problem. exactly. Exactly. So I just thought it was interesting. I mean, the, the bigger thing there is like, if you've never played it and you have game pass, you can play all three of them with everything. It's every piece of DLC. And that's really cool. So uh, the last news story here, I combined both of them because they're both kind of interesting, but like, I guess they, maybe the week before this Activision thing came out, uh, it came out that uh, Xbox ones are no longer being made. But what's interesting about it is that they stopped production on these a year ago in December, 2020. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, that's kind so, of at the same time, not surprising. Just because well, like, I think about it. Like every time I go out to a store or something, all I see are series S. Right. I don't see any Xbox ones anymore. I never, I've seen, I saw one Xbox series X being purchased when I returned my TV. Because mm. it was one of those when I was in the store, I saw what the guy had in his hand. I kind of looked. I was like, what's that? And then immediately after I turned my TV, I ran over to see if they had any more because I have a buddy that wants one. But no, that was probably the last one. So, but uh, yeah, like every time I'm in the store, I see Series S's everywhere. So yeah. it, make, it makes sense that they did that. On the flip side of that, and that's why I wanted to talk about this, Sony has increased PlayStation 4 production. <laughs> and if you think about it, like, Horizon's going to be a PS4 game as well. God of War 2 is a, is a PS4 game as well. Right. So they're kind of going the opposite direction here. And, and it's, this isn't to say that these games aren't going to look better and play better on PS5. They certainly are. It seems like, especially in Horizon, from everything I've seen, they developed that game for PS5 and scaled it down Yeah, PS4. But it's just, it's interesting looking at both of them where like Microsoft has gone all in on that Series S system in a way that I didn't expect. And it seems like people have have taken to it because it's selling. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so well, I think, but I think part of that is is like that's all you can get. You can't get it. Yeah. Under, you can't get it. Well, you think high. about like so. The Xbox Series S was the best selling console of December, and it makes sense because people, you know, grandma and grandpa, they go to the store. Hey, Timmy said he wants an Xbox. You know, well, here X, it is. X, the new. I don't know. He wants a Series X. Mm-hmm. So well, and then on a the flip, like Sony making more PS4s, like you said, they have games coming forth that people care about, but it's because they can't make fives. No, like, like I, I have not, I have never seen since I bought my PS5 when I had to reserve to GameStop. I have not seen a PS5 in the wild. I've never Anywhere seen I've one gone. on the shelf where you could buy it for retail. I have Anywhere. been in a GameStop that had them where I could have spent eight hundred. Well, yeah. the bundles. <laughs> right. And I mean, those aren't the worst thing in the world, but um, it's not the worst thing in the world. Cause at the same time, like if you really don't want whatever's in there, you can turn around, just trade it in right there. Right. They're not going to care. Um, 
And that's better yeah. than the scalper prices that are out there. They're like a thousand, twelve hundred. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I've never seen I've never seen one where like you could just buy it at retail, and I still think we're six at least six months away from that even happening, if not longer. I think it's I think it's through this year because the yeah. because of the silicone stuff. Like I just it's ridiculous. But I also think on the flip side of that, because of this, I think this generation is gonna be lawn again. Because yeah, of like how well, long I, it's taking to get I these systems up, in people's hands. Yeah, I think I think this ends up being the longest generation. I think we end up with at least one, if not two more iterations of the PS5 itself. Absolutely. Xbox, it needs to redesign. The Xbox, I don't know <laughs> what else they would really do. I did that. So over the holidays, I had to do that. Um, I think I told you about this, but that uh, disk drive thing. So like my PS5 disk drive is 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 out of this world. It's it is noisy. It is noisier than any Xbox I've owned, any other PlayStation I've owned. Like and I like I've noticed it, but I haven't really been paying attention. And I don't turn on the PlayStation as much as I turn on my Xbox. But I was a day where it was dead silent in the house. I turned it on. This is the like I'm amazed it didn't wake up my girlfriend who was sleeping at the time. Like it is it is loud. So I looked up some videos. I did that whole thing where like you pop off the panel, you tighten the screw to remove a disc. Like you have to put a game disc in the system to remove it. Mm-hmm. I did that. It's fine for a couple of days. It's back to being just as loud. <laughs> and the thing is like, if you put a game in the system, like it's only loud until it stops spinning and then it's fine. Yeah. And like, since everything's on the hard drive, it doesn't matter. No, I haven't had much of a problem with mine, even when I play stuff off the discs, but I will say the like, when it's it- loud when it's updating or when it's doing whatever mm-hmm. and it does need to spin that disc. Damn dude. Like it is <laughs> like, it's louder than the 360 generation of yeah, like, and like the gen and, you know, my, um, you know, early PS4s got loud, like towards the yeah. end, especially towards the end when the pros started to become a thing. Like, and you know, we dealt with a lot of those when people would bring them in to trade them in. And oh, stuff. for sure. But like this PS5 thing, man, it is loud. When it's it, loud. It does something, but like, I don't have sustained problems. So, yeah, I'll say that, like, at the same time, like when I put a disc in, like I haven't had an issue where like, oh, the game's freezing because it's having problems reading it. There's no issue like that. It's just loud. Yeah, it's just like I went back to you and played a little bit of Returnal because I was like, maybe I'll give that another shot because they put out that update that can't like the minute I put that disc in. It's like it's and it's even more noticeable because I have the Series X right next to it. And and that thing is whisper quiet. Mm -hmm. You don't hear you can't even hear it when it's on. Yeah, (laughs) I don't have like, you know, I still just have the one X, but like the thing's quiet. I never hear anything out of that thing. Like the thing's so quiet. (laughs) Like it's just like checking it. But pretty uh, much. Yeah, the PlayStation is crazy. But yeah, I mean, so, yeah, it makes sense to like that. They'll have to redesign it at least once. I feel like it. I feel like we'll get a mini or a smaller version of this where it's been redesigned. And then I feel like we'll eventually get the five pro just because I like, I think we're going to get another year before we even think or see a redesign of the PlayStation five. I say that is because those panels are coming out in a couple weeks here. Like those, uh, colors you can get them straight. Oh, can you, uh, they come out expensive though. Aren't they? They're like 50 bucks. They're expensive. But I mean, I would do black probably just because I like that's cool. It's yeah, cool. No, like I and, like the red color until I saw a better photo of it. And it's a yeah, little thin. like I have the con- I well and like I have the red controller. And it's OK. It's a cool controller. Um, I got the black one. Weird, mine has a weird um, thing where like the shell doesn't 100 percent match up on the left hand side. And I can feel that's like, weird. Insane. 
So whenever one of these purple controllers hit, I'm just going to trade that towards a purple one because mm-hmm. I'd rather have that anyway. Uh, I got that. I, uh, I got that 20th anniversary Xbox controller a couple. Days I got ago. that too. Because I, I, I had, I traded in my blue. Well, my blue controller was starting to have stick drift, anyways, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I'll trade that in." I had an extra DualShock Four we don't need, so I traded those two things in, which already brought me up to like sixty bucks. And then I had a ten dollars coupon, so I paid like nothing for that. And that I happen to have one over here at the store by me, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do it." And that controller is great. It's and really we're cool. and you know, and we're we're both Xbox. Like I'm an everybody guy, but I'm an Xbox guy. Yeah, as much as people hate it, like I love it. So, like an anniversary controller for that, like absolutely, I love the Xbox. Yeah, yeah I got my first. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where I'll use it for a while because it's a new controller. But then eventually, I'll just put it on one of the stands I have, and it'll be you know displayed. Yeah, but that that controller is cool. So, well, and I like my my vice is like put on orange controller. Either of these systems, I don't care. I'll buy it. I bought well, that. I still one. that's my main controller for PS4 is that orange one. It's great. Well, they had one for that uh, for the la- for the one which was like that lava color. Kind of, yeah, it was kind that of, but not quite that, exactly that was what I wanted. One at that conference instead of yeah. the TV, I wanted yeah. a controller. Uh, yeah, no, like it's it's cool. Like, I just I want an orange controller <laughs> so bad. Well, like the blue one that they're coming out with. You could design lab it, but I don't want to design lab it. I don't want to do that because I'll never use that controller because I would engrave it with my gamer tag and just display it. Yeah, it I would probably just... would never use it, especially the cost of it. Like, yeah. it's not the kind of thing where I'd go in and go, "Hey, I want this to be my main controller." <laughs> so, right. um, but those things are cool. That's the only reason I've never pulled the trigger on that is just yeah. because I would never use the controller. It's not practical. So, those are cool. But I guess that's going to wrap it up. I probably should have mentioned earlier in the podcast, Eric had to drop out. He had some stuff going on. So that's why you didn't hear him for like the last hour. Yeah. Yep. So, but we're going to go ahead and wrap it up this time. Uh, Next time, uh, just because we're wrapping up right now, next time we'll take a look at the uh, email. So the email is podcast 572 gmail.com. I didn't even have a ch- I didn't even looked. So yeah. if you've emailed that email, we'll get to it next time. I haven't even had a chance to look at it. So uh, please send your questions, whatever, send mm-hmm. them in. We'll probably read it. We'll definitely read it. I'm sure <laughs> we'll definitely read it and, and have a good laugh at it. But yep. other than that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up and we'll see you uh, next time. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone.